Swanson to first. The Browns are world champions. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Welcome to Sports Next, episode 46 here on Ecstatic Radio. I am Henry. And I'm Mr. Hodge. And this is a special Super Bowl uh, weekend. Yes, uh, it is. Version of the Sports Next. Uh, we are recording rarely on a Saturday, but it is Saturday, February the 12th. We also got UFC later on today, our pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So uh, big weekend for sports right now going on. Uh, but let's start out with the way we always start, Mom. Uh, birthdays. All right. Let's take them away. Let's see who's celebrating on this on this February 12th. Uh, the first couple of names, I feel like I'm, I'm at like a 2010s, <clears throat> like late 2000s. Like, I mean, uh, it's like a late early 2000s, early 2010s, like throwback. It feel, I'm getting like that type of vibe. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Let's <laughs> see what we're talking about. Let's see. That's what we got. So we have Robert Griffin the third. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. We also have um, Demarco Murray. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah Tyrell Williams, and um, okay. Bud Dupree. That that's not super old school. So, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting Join- names there. Yeah. Joining them is the legendary, iconic Bill Russell, who is wow. who turned 88 years old. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 11 rings or how many rings? Yeah, I think so. I have to check again. I think it's something like that. It's a Man. lot. Yeah. It's a lot for yeah. one guy. Yeah. I, I need one. Share. <laughs> right. sure. You know, sharing uh, is caring. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's got he's got thirteen championships, eleven as a player, two as, as a coach. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, even still, <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, <laughs> okay. Joining him is Larry Nance, senior, not junior, senior. Okay, okay. Uh, Todd Frazier, okay, and Tony Ferguson. Hmm. All right. So, happy birthday to all those right there. Uh, but before we go on quick break, uh. We have uh, two candidates for the Sports Next Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one should be pretty easy, probably. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see how Hodge <laughs> feels about it. <laughs> uh, first one, we got, of course, recently announcing his retirement, uh, Tom Brady. Of course, NFL quarterback, six-round pick, 199 overall by the New England Patriots back in 2000. Played for the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, everybody knows Tom Brady, but uh, let's just go a little bit more about his accomplishments. Okay. Seven Super Bowl championships, five Super Bowl MVPs, three-time MVP, two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, three-time first team, three-time second team, 15-time Pro Bowl, five times passing touchdowns leader, four times passing yards leader, two times passing rating leader, NFL 2000s All-Decade Team, unanimous NFL 2010s All-Decade Team, unanimous NFL 100th Anniversary. Uh, still, not, still not done. 74.2 <laughs> uh, pass completion percentage, 84,520 passing yards, making him first all-time. 
624 passing touchdowns, also making him the first all-time. Some records he may have is most Super Bowl appearances uh, with 10, <laughs> most Super Bowl championships with seven, most career quarterback wins, 243, most career passing attempts and completions, 11,317 for and 7,263 most passes, passes completed in a season, 485. The goal, a lot of people say. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of what happened, you know, he's one guy you love to hate or mm-hmm. you hate him or you love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly people that love him are either in New England or in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing can take away all those accomplishments from Mr. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hodge, I'll let you start it off. What you think? All right. Talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Well, I mean, the legacy is has been cemented. Honestly, it's been cemented since like his third championship, and it All just right. kept going up and up. Um, I will nitpick a little bit. Um, um, I, I won't talk too much about the scandals, but I will nitpick about the tuck rule. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's no like debating that that was a fumble, but that was 20 years ago. Who cares? It's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hit. His career, um, he would have made the Hall of Fame in three different careers. But well, how do they say it? They say he had three different Hall of Fame he had three careers. Hall of Fame careers, yep. Yeah, all in one. And whether you like it or not, he is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. He's the most accomplished NFL player of all time. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt in my mind he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So there's no reason to not put him in our Hall of Fame. I'm going with a yes. Same here. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's one of those guys that's like the fact that uh, almost every Super Bowl, it feels like almost every Super Bowl he's there or he's at least flirting to get there, you know? Yeah. And, and it's always uh, it, somehow he always he always pulls it off. Usually, I mean, even just that the two years, just in those two years he was in Tampa Bay were already a, a Hall of Fame career. I mean, how do you just go into a new team that wasn't even that good the year before mm-hmm. and you win the whole thing and you beat one of the young Best players in the game, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that that's just crazy. Yeah. And uh, and he he well that Buccaneers team were the first team to win home Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. Of course, of course, our Rams are trying to do that this year. But I mean, Tom Brady to be part of that was uh, he's been part of everything. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's he's the one guy that probably every guy is hating on. <laughs> or, <laughs> Everybody wishes like, man, I wish I was Tom Brady. I mean, he's got it all. He's, he's got it all. He's got rings. He's got money. He's got a model wife. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Tom, uh, he's definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, so congratulations, Tom Brady. Probably a better, better than the NFL Hall of Fame. You're inducted into the Sports Next Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Like, like you, <laughs> you don't have to wait five years. You get put in immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say this. Uh, I, I don't mean to like crap on his parade. But, but it doesn't matter because he's going to be forever immortalized. I do take pride that the Rams retired him. I don't care what nobody says. Oh, that's true. That's true, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Try to spin it. I'm going – that's my story. The team yeah, that he won it. his first Super Bowl on is the same team that retired him, and I'm sticking by that yeah. statement. I like that. I like that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there is another quarterback that retired this year. Um and uh, he's also another guy who might have that uh, a lot of, uh, you know, criticism or whatever for mm-hmm. some of the things that he's done. But uh, let's go right, right to it. 
Big Ben Roethlisberger, NFL quarterback, first-round draft pick, 11th overall by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Played all 18 seasons with the Steelers. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, 2004 offensive rookie of the year, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL passing leader with a 64.4 passing completion percentage, 64,088 passing yards, fifth all-time, 418 passing touchdowns, all-time. Some of the records he has is uh, most career 500 yards, uh, 500 yards with four. Most career perfect passer rating with four. Most completions in the regular or postseason game with 47. Wow. So uh, he's pretty, like, I mean, to be drafted to already a very uh, successful uh, franchise and continue that legacy. And uh, he made it happy. I mean, early on in his career, winning, uh, I feel it was his third or year he won the Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl, was second year. I think I think it was his third year. Don't quote me on that, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, for me, obviously, this is, I mean, you, all the records in the, in the, in the highlights uh, speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least stats-wise, that's why <laughs> we're going to put him, I'm going to put yes uh, to the Sports Six Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers is one of, one, of, one of the main football royalties, one of the great franchises. And um, Ben Roethlisberger came in slid right into his role and um he he became one of the more accomplished quarterbacks of definitely of our time this because this is practically our generation as yeah. we're getting older <laughs> yeah yeah um, so um i watched both of his super bowls i'm not gonna lie that first one was a little was pretty sketched throughout the whole thing but nonetheless he won the second mm-hmm. one was like the second one was like much like better it was like okay he won <laughs> yeah yeah but, well, um, by the way he won his first one in the second year Okay. Okay. I thought so. That's so. All right. So yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he he is he dominated. He's going to be forever mortalized in Pittsburgh. They have he has his own burger out, out in Pittsburgh. I got to go out there mm. and try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, there's nothing much to say other than he's uh, one of the all-time greats and will be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to say yes. All right. So there's two new members of the Sports Things Hall of Fame, both quarterbacks. Mr. Tom Brady and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to those guys and see what we see. Supposedly, I mean, Tom Brady said he's retired, but a lot of people are like, oh, he'll come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Hey, we'll like, see. Yeah, exactly. If he comes back, we'll just leave him in the Sports Next Hall of Fame. I, I'm... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take Might him out well. and put it back there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to do some UFC as we have UFC 271 later on today. And, of course, tomorrow, the Super Bowl, the big game, and some trade deadline uh, news from the NBA. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. We had fight night last Saturday. Uh, we had the main event was some middleweights as we had uh, we had Hermanson versus Strickland over here. And uh, both guys are obviously going up the top ranked in that middleweight division, which is going to be the, the champion is going to defend this belt today. Uh, but uh, there are a couple middle, a few middleweight fights there, but uh, let's start off with the main event, of course, where Sean Strickland defeated Jack Hermanson with a split decision, 49, 46, 47, 48, and 49, 46 in five rounds. Uh, I didn't get to watch this fight, but uh, Mr. Hodge, you got to watch it. Uh, talk mm-hmm. about this fight. Well, um, it was honestly a really, I know, Oh, yeah, it's a split decision. It was a really difficult one to decide because both guys were bringing their A game. Um, they Both guys um, had it going. I think 
for me, Strickland started pulling away um, late third round on up uh, all the way to like the final round, but it was just a close fight throughout. And um, yeah, it, both guys were teeing off on each other. And then Strickland, well, you know, when, when Sean Strickland gets, catches steam, he starts acting crazy, start oh, talking crap. Oh, yeah. So oh, he, yeah, he does. So he was, he was just like, come on, hit me harder. Come on. That's a punk. That's a punk uh, punch. Step. Come on. Stop. Stop being a bitch. And then what's the bell? <laughs> what's the bell mark? He's like, good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, man. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, Sean Strickland also proclaimed that, um, that um, well, he pretty much said thank you to everybody to for the opportunity at UFC for having the opportunity to fight because if without UFC, he, he'd just be a piece of crap. And now he's a piece of crap with money. So, so he <laughs> gave that sentiment to everybody. Good to know. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> crazy ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I put him at six fight winning streak. And not just that, uh, he could be next in line for the championship. Yeah. Uh, for Adesanya. I mean, he was he was at six, uh, number six ranked middleweight. Mm-hmm. While uh, Hermanson was, I forgot where he was at, but like, I'm pretty sure he was up there too. So this win for sure could put Sean Strickland next in line for that championship against either Adesanya or Robert Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see about that. So congrats to Sean Strickland on that win. And then we also had another middleweight, Nick Maximov, defeating uh, Punali Soriano with another split decision in three rounds, 28, 29, 30, 27, 29, 28. Um, did, did you catch this one? No, I didn't. Okay, well, I did this, but um, it's a big win for Maximov. Uh, Soriano had a lot of steam going on with him, uh, and brought him down. Also, mm-hmm. what's weight? Shakba Rakamov now defeated Costin Harris with a KO, speeding hook kick, and punches. Oh, that sounds nasty. Yeah. Uh, but uh, light heavyweights defeating uh, Brendan Allen defeated Sam Alvey with a submission rear naked choke. Uh, middleweights Brian Battle defeated Trijan Gore unanimous decision. And catchways, Julian Arosa defeated Steven Peterson with a split decision. Some prelims stuff we had John Casanera defeated Miles Johns. Hakeem Dawadu defeated Michael Triziano. Chidi Jokulani defeated Mark Andre Baralt. Alexis Davis defeated, uh, you know, well, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, nobody cares about that. <laughs> it's like, probably the names get difficult. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. A well, fight of the night went to Julian Arosa versus Steven Peterson. And performances of the night went to Shakwag Rachmanov and Chidi Jokuani. So, uh, good for them, I guess. <laughs> but let's go straight to uh, UFC 271. Today, it'll be in Houston, Texas, at the Toyota Center, home with the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's start off with the main event right here. We have... Uh, we have Israel Adesanya defending his middleweight championship against Robert Whitaker. This is the second fight among these two. Uh, Adesanya obviously won the first one. I believe that's when he won the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so your thoughts on this fight, Mr. Hodge? Um, one of the more anticipated fights um, so far this year. Um, this is the second time around um, that these two are going at it. I think this is um, going to be a dog fight, but um, I um, I'm going to give Adesanya the hand. I do know he knocked him out last time. Uh, yeah, he, he went KO and punches. Yeah. I won't. Is he going to? I feel like he's. I feel like the fight's going to be more of the distance, but I wouldn't be surprised if he knocked him out, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I saw Rob Whitaker in his last fight, and he looked banned. He looked like 
perfect. I mean, everything yeah. he did was just so good. And um, yeah, who knows? Maybe he has a he has better time this time. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna really go. It should be going back and forth. I, I we hope it's five rounds on these two guys. Yeah, because it's it's gonna be an entertaining fight for sure. Yeah, both these guys really don't like each other. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's gonna be yeah. The last win for Whitaker was against Kevin Gastelum, and he just looked so good on that fight. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good fight, and uh, I'm I'm going for I don't know. I'm hoping Rob Whitaker takes this one, but I think Adesanya is gonna take it too. There's a lot mm -hmm. of it, a lot of a lot of momentum going toward him. Yeah. So uh, it should be a good one for sure. Very mm -hmm. entertaining fight. Mm -hmm. uh, but the co-main event we have heavyweights Derek Lewis versus Tai Tuivasa, and of course we know Tai Tuivasa with the guy with the you know drinks out of a <laughs> out of shoe. <laughs> Same time, Tolawasa says he would want to do a shoey out of Derek Lewis's cup if he wins. <laughs> yeah. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting that, words. That's a brave man. I would not say that about Derek Lewis. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> hey, but uh, Tolawasa also has a lot of momentum going, yeah. going for him. He's a four-fight winning streak. His last fight was last December against Augusto Sakai at the mm -hmm. UFC 269. Mm -hmm. Derek Lewis had, had already competed for the heavyweight championship, I think, two, twice already and was unsuccessful. And that's when he did beat Chris Dawkins back in fight night, uh, back in December. Mm -hmm. But he's recently also lost uh, the championship, uh, interim championship against Cyril Gaon back in uh, August, UFC 265. But uh, yeah, he competed twice for the championship, losing to Daniel Cormier and uh, Cyril Gaon. Mm -hmm. But uh, so he's trying to get back up there, but. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a big fight for Tytoy Watson for sure. Probably the biggest name he's fighting so far. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on this fight? Um, I've been wrestling back and forth about who I think is going to take this fight. You know, I don't know. Both of these men, that their knockout power is insane. Um, it's hard for me to choose. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where you can't go against Derek Lewis, but then it's like, I don't know. This one's a this one's tough for me to call, but um, I'm gonna go with Lewis. But I won't be surprised if if Ty not only wins but knocks him out. Uh, it's a tough one for me. I'm going, I, I, I I'm going with Ty. Okay, I'm going with Ty. I'm okay. riding with Ty. I like I like Ty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do, uh, I don't think I, I highly doubt he's gonna like Drake out of um, Derek Lewis's cup. But oh yeah, well that. I mean I would like to see that. I would like to see that if he does. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he just rips his trousers and just snatches his <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to do that. Uh, middleweight, uh, Jared Cotonier versus Derek Brunson, another really good middleweight fight. Uh, the middleweight man division is really shaping up right now. Uh, but that's another good one. Both guys, very much veterans. And mm -hmm. uh, especially Derek Brunson, who has been on a roll too. I don't know. Uh, he's he has some kind of fight winning streak too, I believe. He has mm -hmm. like one, two, three, four, five. This five fight winning streak. Mm -hmm. uh, his last one came against Derek Till, defeating him with his real naked choke back in September. So uh yeah, he has a lot of momentum riding on him too. So I I, I gotta go with Bronson as well. He's been looking really really sharp recently. Okay. Yeah. Um it is another tough fight. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't yeah, both of these men are beasts. So I don't know which one I'm gonna go with. Um, I, I'm I'm a. I think I'm gonna give the slight edge to Cannoneer. I won't be surprised if Bronson wins. Actually, no, no. Let me let me keep my prediction. I feel like it's wrong, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Um, it was a, a lightweight Alexander Hernandez versus Renato Malchiano. Lightweights Bobby Green, another veteran versus Nazrat Hatpress. Some prelim stuff we have uh, with Andre Olowski, the veteran versus Jared Vandera. Women's flyweight Roxanne Modafferi versus Casey O'Neill. Bantamweights Kyler Phillips, that's, that's going to be a good fight, versus Marcelo Rojo. Light heavyweights uh, Carlos Olberg versus Fabio Cherant. Uh, and then early prelims, we have Leomana Martinez versus Ronnie Lawrence, AJ Dobson versus uh, Jacob Alcone, Douglas Silva DeAndre versus Sergey Morozov, and Jeremiah Wells versus Mike Maiteta, and William Knight versus Maxim Christian. Maxim Christian. So overall, the main, the main card actually looks a lot better than the last one. Other than, like, the last one was just the two main event fights <laughs> mm-hmm. that we had. But this one, yeah. the, the main card looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it should be an exciting one um, of UFC pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm I'm hyped up about it. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be later on today. I believe it starts at uh, time does it start at uh, probably the pay per view uh, itself starts at seven or seven Pacific, ten Eastern. Yeah. Uh, prelims must start like what three or something like that, two or three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also have some more word about Francis and Ganu. Of course, uh, he won the champ. Uh, he retained the championship last time out. Uh, with an impressive win over uh, Cyril Gan, and uh, he has that he had the, he was that was in the last uh, final of his contract, and of course it wasn't very good between Dana White and Francis Ngannou. The UFC heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou stepped in the next step in the subject of great speculation, but right now Dana White isn't sure how things are going to turn out. As the UFC president does know is that the uh, channel of communication is open once again after White was a no show for Ngannou's win and post fight press conference at UFC 270. He said they recently broke bread uh, before the champion turned home to Africa. We had dinner with Francis before he went back to Cameroon, and he gets back in a few fi- in a few weeks, and we're going to meet again when he comes home. White told reporters, White uh, blasted critics of his absence this past month despite the undeniable bad optics at play for the last fight of Egano's contract. The heavyweight champion has had has said he won't fight under the terms of his previous deal and, and has complained about unfair pay and treatment, joint support from UFC vets like Jer- uh, Randy Contour. Uh, pretty much, it's just they're like, oh, we've been talking. It's there. The conversation's there, and uh, we'll we'll see, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I hope this gets resolved. Um, and um, I would like to think that um, if Nagano decides to walk away from UFC, that he gracefully deals with the title. But I don't expect him to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I just hope if it's um, if he decides that he's done with UFC, that he that things get resolved. Um, if not, uh, Dana White, he, he, Dana White's a smart man. He can figure it out. But um, just hope it all works out for both parties. Yeah. That being said, that'll be it in the UFC section. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're going to talk Super Bowl right next. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. Super Bowl week uh, we have here. Um, but before we start talking about all that, let's talk talking about a little house cleaning, a little bit of, from the past. Talking mm-hmm. about the conference championships, uh, where the Bengals defeated the Chiefs surprisingly, twenty-seven to twenty-four, and the Rams mm-hmm. uh, was able to beat the Niners twenty to seventeen. Yep. Let's start off with the Bengals and the Chiefs game real quick. I mean, wow, Bengals! I mean, how are they doing it? <laughs> yeah, Joe Bor- Joe Burrow is a winner, man, and yeah. uh, and that whole team is just like that. The the chemistry in that team is crazy, crazy yep. scary right there. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, Joe Burrow went for uh, 250 yards with two touches and an interception. But Joe Mixon had 88 yards. 
T. Higgins, 103 yards. Jamar Chase with 54 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Perrine Wilson with a touchdown. Uh, so, uh, man, this team, Eli Apple had seven total tackles in that game. And uh, we also have Von Bell with the interception, B.J. Hill with the interception. And, uh, man, uh, what, what happened to the Chiefs? What do you think happened to the Chiefs? Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions, man. I think it was just a simple implosion by the Chiefs. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they um, I don't know. They, I don't know if they – because the Chiefs have been struggling all season, but they, they caught steam later on. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they got too comfortable, but they just imploded. Um, I had a feeling that it was going to mm-hmm. happen um, after that play before that happened where um, Mahomes uh, threw a short pass to um, Tyreek Hill um, right. in the end zone and they stopped him. Something told me the game was going to change right there. But I'm like, nah, I'm like, nah, you, you, it's not going to happen. You, you're just overthinking <laughs> things once again. And um, <laughs> they came out the second half flat and the Bengals, to give credit to the Bengals, they they, they oh, yeah. rallied back and they recharged and they showed the world, like, we may be young, but we're scrappy. We're ready to fight. So, how about how about their, their, their journey to the Super Bowl? I mean, they had like a – well, I mean, let's talk about the playoffs where they the first win was against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then they went on to beat the Titans with Derrick Henry, I believe. Yeah, and uh, they beat him nineteen to sixteen. So Titans for a good while. I think they were the number one team, I believe. They were yeah, they were the number one seed. Yep. And then they went on to beat the Chiefs. Man, yep. and then that journey was not easy. I mean, not not to mention that division that they were in. It was like very competitive. Yeah, uh, throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. And uh, here they are in the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. But um, let's go to the uh, NFC Conference Championship, of course, with our Rams defeated the Niners, one of the biggest probably games of the year because based on the fact that the rivalry is there mm-hmm. and uh, both teams do not like each other at all. And we mm-hmm. talked a lot about how, you know, the Niners have had the Rams number for the six straight games. Mm-hmm. And um, Sean McVay struggled against the Niners. Mm-hmm. So you and I were very worried about this one. Uh, but if something still said like uh, Garoppolo, we can't lose to them three times. We can't lose to Garoppolo three times in one year, you know. Exactly. And so, uh, but I mean, the Debo Samuel man, that that guy's a beast, a monster, and uh, yes. he showed it. All, he proved it again this time, where everything mm-hmm. was just all up on Debo, man. And and uh, but uh, obviously, like I said, the Rams took uh, took the the win here. Uh, Matthew Stafford Stafford threw for three hundred thirty seven yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Cam Akers, this to me, it was not too much, not much running game going around still, but with Cam Akers with the 48 yards, 16 mm-hmm. yards for Sony Michelle. Matthew Stafford uh, ran a couple times for a total of eight yards. Uh, but Cooper Cup, man, another monster right there. Cool. Talk about a monster. 142 yards for two touchdowns, averaging 12, 12.9. Odell Beckham, 113 yards. Kendall Bladden with 57 yards. Uh, and Higby, who unfortunately got hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. Still had 18 yards in that one. Van Jefferson with two with nine yards. But uh, and if we talk about some of the defense here, Troy Reader with set eight total tackles. Eric Weddle, man, nine total tackles in this one. And remember, this is the guy who was like, where was he at first? You know, mm-hmm. he came back to play during the playoffs, and uh, he's, he's. I mean, I'm sure he's not regretting it at all now that he's going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I think what we need to talk about is. Aaron freaking Donald, man. Yes. He proved why he is the best player in football, you know. He, I mean, because for the most part, yeah, the Rams were losing this game for, uh, I believe, uh, 
it was 10-7 at the end of the half. It wasn't that much scoring going on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first quarter was no score. But it was 10-7 for San Francisco. And then at some, at some point, they went 17-7. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the Rams took it in the fourth quarter. But uh, again, back to Aaron Donald, man. That play, I mean, well, I mean, Aaron Donald had a way to rally his de- his guys, his defense, his defensive guys. Like, hey, we got to, we got to go to the Super Bowl, you know, everything, all this. Like, we're losing right now, but let's get it. We're still good. And uh, sure enough, they all came to play that, especially him, mm-hmm. when he went to put the pressure on Garoppolo. And Garoppolo did whatever the fuck Garoppolo wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> he tossed it, and and uh, I mean it uh, it it tipped, I guess. And then uh, who who picked up that interception? Who was that? Uh, uh, Trav- Howard? Trayvon Howard. Yeah, yeah, Trayvon Howard. But uh, it was that pressure from Eric Donald that caused Garoppolo to panic, and again, do whatever the fuck he wanted to do that time. I don't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> Garoppolo doing Garoppolo things. For real. Uh, and, uh, but, I mean, there were some moments where the Niners also screwed themselves. They could have got it. Well, there was an interception they, they could have caught, and they would have really been all bad for the Niners. I mean, yeah. we got away with that one. On that yeah. one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but uh, the Rams were able to sneak in that win and, and toughed it out, and uh, they're, they're going to another Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like I told you two weeks ago, like um, I'm pretty sure when Eric Donald gave that chilling speech on the sidelines, he had that same mentality. I told you, uh, forget, forget about the fans in the stand. We'll, we'll, who cares about that? This is your home. You cannot let your rival beat you in your own home with the opportunity to win a Super Bowl in your own home. That, oh, yeah. Could, could you imagine if that would oh, man. Oh man, not, yeah. Not to mention that they beat us. They knock out. They knock us out in our own home to go to the Super Bowl, and then go to the Super Bowl. And let's just say that they ended up winning it mm-hmm. in our own home stadium. I'm like, oh no, nah, that ain't happening. Aaron Donald's like, nah, that ain't happening. Exactly. Yeah, they rose up to the occasion, and and that that was poetry in motion. Like that, oh, yeah. those last two series, like everybody, that whole Rams team was feeling. Even Cooper Cup was feeling it. You, Cooper Cup never oh, like get get hyped up. Yeah, yeah, man, that, man. Yeah, that's when I got chills when I saw Cooper Cup like rally, getting rowdy. Yeah, yeah, and so like I said, well, those, those are the games, and uh, who knows what's gonna what's gonna take Garoppolo? So probably he made it sound like he's leaving, or he's he wants he's gonna get traded. Oh yeah, he, he's done, Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seth Frank don't want him no more. I'm like, fuck you, bro. But remember how everybody was like rallying over him before the game? He's like, oh, he's oh, our yeah. guy. He's our guy. He's he's good. All of a sudden, he's like, nah, he's wack. Let's, let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What's up? <laughs> well, what else we got here? Exactly. Yeah, I do uh, want to say this, too. Like, um, and I'm, I want to say like, I don't wish, like, any um, injuries on anybody, anything, like, threatening. I'm glad. I'm glad people didn't get – I mean, Ty, Ty Hibby get hurt, got hurt. So, but yeah. I'm glad – I'm glad that people are healthy, and I'm so glad that people are able to walk and move. So, I don't want to – so when I say this, I don't want to wish any mojo on nobody, but finally somebody laid out Debo Samuel. Finally, oh yeah. Finally, finally, that dude gets on my nerves, man. I, I was it just it was like finally somebody somebody hit him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were playing. Re- the Niners were playing really rough at first. I remember that, and then. Oh, yeah. uh, that was well, was that the hit you're talking about? Uh was that a, who was that the game that hit? Uh, um 
It wasn't it wasn't Ramsey, was it? No, that was um Nick Scott. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We got him that hit. Everybody was like, "Whoa, what the heck?" I think it was supposed. To, uh, at first, it was called a flag. It was a flag, right? Uh, at first, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, never mind. It's not. It, it's it was legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally legal. Um, he and no no helmet to helmet contact, no neck area, clean hit, and and he let him catch it. Um, yeah, here's another one. Here's another one where we. I was also scared. I believe this was this game where uh, we were running out of timeouts, like oh, early on. That timeout situation. I mean, there was well, he called. He asked for two uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. Both lost, but I mean, I think the second one. Which one was it? The one that is a wide. I think it, it was the 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 line uh, uh, trying to get the first down. Yeah, it was. Um, it was clearly it was clearly not a first down. They even reviewed yeah. it, and he still wanted to challenge it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know why he did all that. I was like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, I was pretty upset at that one. That was the second oh. timeout he cost. Oh yeah, I, I was literally. I, I almost screamed at my TV. I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing? There's nothing to challenge." Yeah. What, what are you checking? Like, you're burning your timeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but even without all those timeouts, he was able to pull it off, <laughs> and it had a lot to do with that uh interception at the end with that, that play, yeah. You know, that may still obviously like what Joe Buck has said, and they made right into the Super Bowl with that, yep. You know, yeah. and uh, I, I like Aaron Donald's little uh, ring thing, oh, yeah, you know, little yeah. just yeah, pointing at the ring, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, I do want to say uh, one more thing because I, I know, um, um. Uh, Tart dropping that interception was a big thing. And, yes, they definitely probably would have had control of the game had he caught that interception. But people seem to forget the Rams left a lot of points off the board uh, in that game. Uh, Oh, that's true. Yeah, Ben Skoranek missing a wide-open touchdown. Um, Oh, yeah. The the missed field goal? Yeah, the missed field goal. That was bad. (laughs) Yeah. So the game probably could have been scored by more. It could, probably would have been 30-17 if the Rams yeah. um, kept towed, but people don't want to bring that up. And I, but yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have brought it up if if the tables were turned. But um, yeah, <laughs> like like I understand the scenario. If, you know, yeah, the interception probably would have been the game, but we also left a lot of points on the board. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I said, I mean, yeah, like yeah, that the misinterception was could have also taken it. You know. It would yeah. have given all the momentum to the Niners and everything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, glad we took it from them. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we'll talk more Super Bowl in a bit. Let's just talk real – we had also the uh, the Pro Bowl. Uh, I don't know how many people watched this. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about some stats. Well, obviously, the AFC defeated the NFC 41-35. Uh, we had uh, – in the NFC, Kyler Murray played most of the, most of the game uh, – 37 attempts, 160 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Russell Wilson, 77 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, 166 yards and one touchdown and an interception. Some some uh, rushing yards. We got Justin Jefferson who was a leading rusher in that game for the NFC with seven <laughs> yards. Dalvin <laughs> Cook, five yards. James Conner, three yards. Debo, seven, negative five yards. <laughs> Uh, receiving leader was uh, Mike Evans with two receptions with 50 yards, Justin Jefferson, 46 yards, George Kittle, 43 yards, C.D. Lamb with 41, Ebo, 7 with 26, Alvin Kamara, 23, Kyle Juziak, uh, 18. Oh, man, he got 18. Oh, that's a fullback, right? Yep. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, 17, Jakeem Green, uh, Grant, uh, 15, James Carter, 13, and Kyle Pitts with two. Some uh some defensive we had a uh, Devin White had a uh, how many is that seven thirteen total tackles, Parsons had eight total tackles, so uh, and then we have all that. Let's look at the AFC stats real quick. Mac Jones 
played for most of the game with 16 uh, attempts, uh, 112 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Herbert, 98 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Patrick Mahomes, 53 yards, no touchdown, and an interception. Stephon Diggs, 15 yards. <laughs> um, receiving their rushing leader was Nick Chubb with only 17. Uh, Najee Harris, 15. Jonathan Taylor, 8. Deontay Johnson, 6. Stephon Diggs, 4. Mac Jones with 2. Receiving uh, Mark Andrews, 82 yards with two touchdowns. Hunter Renfro, 43 yards with a touchdown. Those are the leaders. And in, in defensive, in defense, we have Matthew Judon uh, with six ta- total tackles. Max, Max Crosby with five. But I didn't get to watch the game. Uh, Mr. Hodge, did you watch this game? I watched the end of the third quarter and a little bit of the fourth quarter, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, it, it's bad enough the players aren't weren't playing that hard, and – um, thanks to uh, all the road changes they made to the Pro Bowl, like you can't tackle them because they're trying they're trying to prevent players from getting seriously hurt dur- during the off season and whatnot. Yeah. But it was just like it, it was like no action. It's like it, they they are playing two hand touch pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like me, well. me, you can play two hand touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want all those guys getting injured, especially with all that money uh, involved now, right now. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if they're going to change the rules for the Pro Bowl next year, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, the right. stats speak for himself. You, you sounded like you were like, like, like exhausted reading those stats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, at least the, the running, the rushing part was easy. <laughs> uh, uh, but we did also have the NFL honors. And uh, so let's go real quick with our award winners. Pepsi Rookie of the Year went to Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase. Man, what a rookie year he's having. Yeah. Uh, obviously winning the award, and now he's headed to – he's playing with his boy, Joe Burrow. Yeah. And they're headed to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's good. Uh, good to Jamar Chase. Uh, AP Defensive Player of the Year presented by Castro Edge. <laughs> I have to say the sponsor, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers pass, pass rusher T.J. Watt. Finally joining his brother with a with a defensive player of the year. Um, yeah. after being upset last year that Aaron Donald won it last year. Yeah, I'm finally guess his this time. I'm happy for him. Now he can shut up and <laughs> I mean not, right. he, he deserved it. He definitely deserved it, but it's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop talking now. <laughs> uh, but uh Bridgestone best moment of the year went to Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker's record breaking 66 yard field goal. Yep. That was I would have I would given it to uh, uh, ending Tom Brady's career. <laughs> Somebody's a Rams. <laughs> well, that was a crazy kick. I remember that. That gave me a lot of fantasy points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, AP Offensive Rookie of the Year presented by NFL All Day. Went to Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase, of course. Yep. AP Offensive Player of the Year presented by uh, Microsoft Surface. Went to, of course, our boy. L.A. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. Cool. <laughs> what a monster year he had. I, I mean, uh, well, we'll talk about who won the MVP. Let's just do the MVP right now. Okay. <laughs> it went, of course, to Mr. Aaron Rodgers uh, for winning his fourth. But, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. They might be biased in this, but Cooper, Cat, Cooper Cup had a really good – I mean, I, they say it's a quarterback award, but uh, he had a really – I mean, the year he had, I mean, I feel like, just can you imagine the rap season without Cooper Cup? All the other key catches he made, uh, all the plays he made with Matthew Stafford, uh, is the main reason why we're where we're at right now. A, yeah. a lot of it has to do with Cooper Cup. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, we had the rest, like, Aaron, the defensive players, like Aaron Donald and Jen Ramsey and everything. But Cooper Cup, I, I believe, especially we talk about the Bucks game, that catch, man. Yeah. I mean, most of it was also the Bucks screw up, like, leaving him open like that. You know, yeah. he was, you know, that's where we were going to go when you still left him open. Yeah. Uh, but what everything that Cooper Cup has done, man, he, because not just as a, as a wide receiver, he plays a good tight end too, like a tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, running uh, rush protection. Um, he 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 does everything for the Rams offensively. So, uh, man, uh, congratulations! Uh, it's well, well reserved, but he was obviously a good uh, runner up. Probably, I mean, Tom Brady is a good one too. But uh, yeah, Cooper Cup. Uh, I guess like like we said, it's, it's a quarterback. Uh, it's a quarterback award. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, Cooper Cup, man. Like, um, it's it's crazy. I'm happy for him. Like. He's not the flashiest wide receiver. He's not going to beat you with speed or he's not going to do anything crazy, but he knows where to be at. And if to me, while I watch him play, it's, 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 it looks like he's thinking while he's playing. It's like every route, every catch, he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, yeah. Then after that, I'm going to do it. Like, I feel like he's does that yeah. like microseconds. So, yeah. so yeah, he, what a phenomenal year. Now let's end yeah. it with let's end it with a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Let's do it. That, let's do it that way. All, all these guys. Well, again, I don't want to talk too much Super Bowl right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. Uh, but it's hard. Okay. Uh, AP Defensive Rookie of the Year presented by Old Spies went to Dallas Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. Well Had a really great year. Well deserved. Uh, yeah. Uh, Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award went to New England Patriots special teamer Matthew Slater. Okay. Uh, AP Comeback Player of the Year presented by Boz was a Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, of course. Yeah. He, he was hurt, hurt at the uh, half middle mid last year, I believe, mm-hmm. last season. Um, but, I mean, another one I, I thought, even though he's a Niner, I don't want to give any, anything to them, but uh, Nick Bosa. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He had a great comeback year. Yeah. Could Definitely. have been a good runner-up. Yeah. But I guess Comeback Player is a, is a quarterback award, too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> AP Assistant Coach of the Year went to Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. For what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Couldn't stop the Niners. (laughs) Good point. Couldn't stop Garoppolo. (laughs) Good good point. I I see no fault in your argument. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway. (laughs) I don't know why I'm hating. I don't know why I'm hating. It's just random. Salute to Sarah's award presented by USAA went to Denver Broncos fullback and tight end Andrew Beck. I, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Courtyard unstoppable performance of the year went to Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrows uh, versus Chiefs in week 17. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I forget what that. He, they, he, they beat, beat him already in our late uh, regular season. Yeah. So, uh, Deacon Jones sack leader award went to Pittsburgh Steelers pass rusher, of course, DJ Watt. Mm-hmm. FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year went to Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, of course, Tom Brady, winning the air. And the Ground Player of the Year when the Indianapolis Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, who had a monster year or two in running back. Yep. Got me all those fantasy points. The same. Won me my <laughs> fantasy championship. <laughs> <laughs> but like Sully of the Year, what is that? What is that? Sully of the Year. Uh, cele- oh, celebration. Oh, okay. Miami Dolphins defensive lineman Christian Wilkins warm. Oh, what, 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 oh wait, I gotta look at it again. I was about to say, was that when um he when when he caught the football and ran in the end zone and so I, I gotta look at it again. I, I thought they were trying not to uh, not to have any more show voting. Now that that makes people want to players actually want to do more show voting. 
I know, right? Yeah, like I know they brought the celebrations back, but you can't look at an opponent and be like, oh, hey, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> AP Coach of the Year presented by Invisalign went to Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vabrell. Yeah, he led his team to number one seed. Mm-hmm. Well-deserved. Draft mm-hmm. King's Daily Fantasy Player of the Year went to, of course, wide receiver Cooper Cup, who I'm most fortunate to have. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> won me some pretty good games. Same. Uh, some lesser ones like fan of the year presented by Captain Morgan went to Atlanta Falcons fan Henry Ison. Okay. So uh, good job for him. Falcons mm-hmm. won something this year. <laughs> uh, and of course, like I just mentioned, AP most valuable player of the year delivered by Pizza Hut went to Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then let's talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame class 2022 delivered so, by Uber Eats went to. Tony Bosley, Leroy Butler, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Brian Young, Cliff Branch, Art McNally, and Dick Vermeil. So uh, congratulations to that. Those are all the honors going on this uh, during the week, Super Bowl yep. week, of course. Yeah. So it looks like the big winners were Joe Burrow, Cooper Cup. Uh, didn't Andrew Whitworth won a Walter Peyton Manning of the Year award too? Yeah, he did. He won Walter Peyton Manning of the Year. Well deserved too. He's yeah. been a, he's been a nominee a couple of years in a row now. Yeah, and he finally got it this time. Yeah. So uh, one of the most uh, coveted awards in that honors. Mm-hmm. So congratulations yeah. to our boy Big Wit. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I'm I'm still a little upset that Tory Holt didn't make the Hall of Fame this year, but hey, mm. he'll be back. Yeah. Okay, he'll get there. He'll get there. Uh, more going on with, of course, we know all about uh, what happened with uh, Mr. Uh, former head, uh, Dolphins head coach Brian Flores mm-hmm. suing the NFL. Uh, well, I don't think we talked about this yet too much uh, no, this last week. Yeah, so obviously he's suing the NFL for, uh, for uh, uh, I guess he felt it was discriminatory when he got let go, or or he felt like you know he hit even not getting jobs because of or just getting just getting interviews and not getting jobs when. You know, there's a whole thing going on, and uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about it now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a former head, Dolphins head coach, Brian Flores, who's NFL PT. Oh, that's what we're talking about. This is a new, newer story. But um, there's a lot going on, like I mentioned. Um, things like uh, where obviously he like he got let go, and then uh, after having a pretty decent this decent year, mm-hmm. and, they, and he was they were just coming back up, a very young team. Supposed to being told by the owner that to, to tank and for every loss, I'll give you 100 G's. And, um, and, uh, what was it? Uh, and then eventually being, uh, interview or gonna be interviewed by the Giants. And, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, already congratulated him. He's like, What are you talking about? I haven't even interviewed yet. He's like, Oops, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, he also interviewed for the Bronco job before Vic Vangio got it. Um, and, uh, so obviously uh, suing them, uh, and uh, your thoughts on this whole situation, Mr. Hodge? Um, I'm reading these stories. I've I, I read them uh, last week, obviously, so I know a bit about them. Um, really shameful for the not only these franchises but the NFL. And I understand you want to be familiar with your coach and be comfortable with who you bring around, but um if the results are showing you that they've been successful, why not give them a chance? 
Yeah. I um, everybody has their coaches and they've signed all of them. I have been screaming for like the last two seasons that Eric Bieniemy should be the next man up. He should have been the first one snatched right off the board um, as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And he's still with the Chiefs. And um, yeah. a lot of people will be, oh, I've well, been hearing that too. Even broadcasters have said that, like, oh, I remember they talk all about yeah. like all these, you know, you know, assistant coaches, like, oh, they, they're definitely one of the smart men and he should be getting a job this year and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and some of them want to counter argue about, like, oh, well, well, they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but if you look closely at Andy Reid's like coaching tree, like I, I don't remember everybody, but um, I know Doug Peterson is one of them. Like he got a head coaching job immediately. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember his coaching tree, but if you look back at it, everybody who was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator, what ended up being a head coach, right? Um, and so when I people try to counter argue with, oh well, you're trying to force, um. You're just trying to force black people to get to get coaches. That's going to force people who are underqualified to get jobs. I'm like, yeah. okay, um, I hear what you're saying, but that's not it because it, it it's not about giving African Americans jobs. It's because African Americans, but if they're producing for you and they're showing you results, they're clearly the best person there. So they should be given opportunity uh, to coach. the The Rooney Rule has failed miserably. Um, mm-hmm. I was disgusted several times when I heard that I'm gonna be I'll be technical when uh, the Dolphins allegedly I'm use that word allegedly um, offered Brian Flores a hundred thousand dollars to take games. Yeah. What? Excuse me. Yeah. I, I, I thought you guys wanted to win. I thought you yeah. wanted to build your franchise. You still well, we'll see what happens with Tua Tagovailoa, but you're still looking for your quarterback since. Um, uh, since Dan Marino retired, that was back in 2000. Yeah. And you're over here yeah. taking games and yeah. um, the Giants was a mess. And I hope, I really hope that um, John Elway story isn't true. That I hope you, I hope, I really hope you didn't show up home going. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. So, and then I, and then um, during that time um, um, last week um, when the news broke, um, Hugh Jackson said that he was um, that they pretty much treated him the same way in Cleveland. Like they wanted, uh, it wasn't like a hundred thousand dollars, but they were trying to bribe him to tank games. And so yeah. it's making me think. I'm like, I'm like, is it why is it that serious? I thought you guys want to win. I thought you want to do this for your fan base. Should it matter who's on who's leading your team, be it a head coach or a quarterback? You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. Think think about the fans too. Like. Oh yeah, oh, I feel like... bad. I feel bad for the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, to, to talk about like some of like uh, we talking about his coaching tree. Some of the guys that were under him is John Harbaugh, Leslie Frazier, Ron Rivera, Pat Schmer. Pat Schmer got three uh, three coaching jobs in around yeah. that time. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd Bowles did come from them. Uh, he did get the coaching with the Jets. Did work out. Uh, Doug Peterson, you, you did mention Sean McDermott, from the Bills, Matt Nagy. And all yeah. were under uh, Andy Reid. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, like you mentioned there, and another thing too that I want to, I want to, I'm thinking about. I remember when the news broke out that the the, the Dolphins had fired uh, Brian, Flor- uh, Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "Oh, why? Why? Why are you dumb? Are you, are you dumb? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this?" And all of a sudden, when he comes out with this uh, this news of this lawsuit, 
everybody was, oh, he's just playing the race card. He's just playing the race card. But I thought you said he was a good coach. You know, why, why, all of a sudden, like, you saying that he's playing the race card, like, exactly. it wasn't right. So it doesn't make sense. Exactly. That you, you claiming that he's saying that he's using the race card. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's shameful. I, I remember that the news story that broke, they said um, that they came up with several disagreements with him. So your disagreement was you didn't want to win games? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah so it's it, nice it, to get a first round pick, but I mean, you're winning. Why, why, what's the point? You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see how this goes. I, and to be honest, my opinion, this is, this makes the NFL look so much worse than the Colin Kaepernick situation. Oh, yeah. This is way wow. worse. Like, now you're uh, in a league where they're saying, um, in racism, Black Lives Matter, and, and all these different campaigns and, um, having hip hop in the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about momentarily, you do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's like I don't know. This is bad for the NFL, and they need yeah. to really change. Really change the owners need to change their thought process. For, forget what you feel. It's the guy producing. If if he's black, yeah. he's not producing. Okay, if he he's not producing, but if he's showing you that he's been successful, give him a chance. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we're going to have more stories with that. But uh, we also had a New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara was arrested and booked for battery, resist, resulting in substantial bodily harm on Sunday. Uh, uh, Las Vegas PD officers were dispatched to a local hospital on Saturday at approximately 5 p.m., reporting being battered at a nightclub located on 3500 block of South Las Vegas. According to the release and investigation by Las Vegas MPD, the test determined that the victim was battered by suspect later identified as Alvin Kamara. Oh, come on, my boy, Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No troublemaker over here. Yeah. See, it, it's always bad when an athlete does something like this. But when you're a star athlete no. on and one of the most popular athletes in the league, it makes you look not, not only worse, but you look really selfish doing this. Yeah. You know? Like this yeah. is a situation that could have been easily been avoided, and they're saying that he could actually face jail time if found if he's found guilty of this. And from wow. what I've heard about those surveillance cameras, it doesn't look it doesn't make him look good. So it's oh, like, Camara, come on, man! Like With all the talent in the world too. Like we talk about obviously Henry Ruggs, you know, yeah. all the talent in the world, and something like this happens, and yeah, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, uh, it. Uh, I, I hope. I hope this gets resolved, but it, I don't. We'll see, but I don't see it happening. But it, this is just bad for, for all parties, to be honest with you. And and it it tells um, uh, you got to get the right people around you, uh, to protect you, because there's people yeah. that are hanging out with people that these athletes because they're high profile athletes and they don't care nothing about them. They just want the, they they just want that status, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. Funny though, like I, I remember several people saying it was a bad idea to have an NFL team in Vegas, and so far yeah. it's been coming true. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and we're gonna have the Super Bowl next year, right? The Super Bowl there is next year. Um, the the year after next year. Oh, the year after next year. Okay. Yeah. Where's the next year? Uh, Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, even still, oh. it doesn't matter. Next year, two years from now, it's still Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, we Washington finally has a name. Uh, Washington announces a new team named the Washington Commanders. Uh, 
So, um, of course, that's massage. <laughs> um, I like the name. I mean, I, I like the uniform. Excuse me. Oh, uh, I, I just, uh-huh. I, I just gave away. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the uniforms. I, I, I think the uniforms are dope. Um, uh, I feel like I saw there were several other names that they could have went with. Uh, I think the, I forgot all of them, but I know one of them was like the Red Wolves or something like that. I think that uh-huh. one was my favorite. Um, I know one of them was the Warriors. I knew they weren't gonna go with the Warriors because come on. But um, yeah, but yeah, Commanders. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I like the uniforms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Then we'll get fans for just that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, new allegations levied against Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder at hearing before com- uh, congressional committee. New allegations of sexual harassment. Or mur- <laughs> so right away you change the name. Now you got, you got bad news going on. <laughs> <laughs> the team's owner Daniel Snyder during a congressional roundtable investigating the team's to- toxic workplace and what some members of Congress are calling the NFL's quote cover up. Oh, that's another man. The NFL's really. Uh, going through something right now. Yeah. I did not envy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roger Goodell. <laughs> 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 Tiffany, Tiffany Johnson, a former marketing and events coordinator for the team, told a congressional committee that she was, quote, strategically placed next to Snyder at a work dinner, quote, not to discuss business, but to allow him, Dan Snyder, to place his hand on my thigh under the table. Oh, man. I learned that job survival was meant I, I should continue my conversation with another co-worker rather than call out Dan Snyder right Right and then in that moment, Johnson continued. I also learned that later later that evening how to awkwardly laugh when Snyder aggressively pushed me towards his limo with his hand on my lower back, encouraging me to ride with him to my car. I learned how to continue to say no even though a situation was getting even getting more awkward and comfortable and physical. I learned that the only reason that Dan Snyder removed his hand from my back and stopped pushing me toward his limo was because his attorney intervened and said, Dan, 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 this is a bad idea, a very bad idea, Dan. I learned that I should remove myself from Dan's grip while his attorney was distracting him. Uh, so, yeah, these are some serious allegations right here. She's being very specific. Yeah. Yeah, they – the Washington franchise has been uh, – They've had some horrible allegations these last couple of years, and it's bad enough they had to deal with the whole name changing thing. Now they're dealing with deal with all these allegations that's been coming out more and more. That's just sell the team. So, yeah, yeah. Everybody in front office, everybody in front office, just leave. Clean it, clean out, sell the team. <laughs> yeah, just keep Ron Rivera there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is bad. It's wild, man. But he's, yeah. she's speaking. Well, I mean, the way that I mean, politicians are saying, "Oh, this is a cover up." That makes it sound a lot more than, "Oh, just the Washington owner, or commander's yeah. owner." Yeah. And the sad uh, thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL was covering something up like this. Yeah, especially since there are a lot, a lot of women reporters there and everything, and working there or starting to work in the for these teams, you know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But um. So uh, let's start. Let's get to some Super Bowl talk, shall right. we? Let's do it. Right, let's start off with some injuries real quick. Rams have out Tyler Higby, tight end, and offensive lineman Joseph Noteboom, who remember he was the one took over for Big Wit during yep. that Buccaneers game and did yep. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's unfortunate Higby has been a really big piece of that, also that tight end. But um, he's gonna be out, and uh, so that's very unfortunate. But um. Bengals also have their tight end, who was also having a pretty good year, CJ Ozuma. Mm-hmm. He's out. Oh, he's questionable with the yeah. knee. Yeah, I 
I think I heard he's going to play. I'm not quite sure, but I heard he's going to play. Okay. Well, we'll see about that one. But uh, all right, let's talk. It's going to be the Rams and at the Bengals. Because <laughs> the <laughs> Bengals are the home team, apparently, even though it is the Rams stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford. Uh, Cooper Cup versus Jamar Chase. Or Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Aaron Donald. Okay. Hendrickson. Uh, I mean, all the stars are there. And it just looks like for like a long time, both teams are likable. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer it's like, oh, my God, Brady's going to win another one. Oh, Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. Mahomes is not – I mean, Mahomes, the Chiefs are likable too, but, I mean, they've already been there a couple times. Yeah. Um, and no Niners <laughs> on the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, uh, both teams are actually very likable. And you have a reason to to root for both teams. You know, if you're a big fan of Del Beckham, a lot of, a lot of people are becoming quick fans of. I know I've become a quick fan of. I know I'm very critical mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's obviously been falling out, especially in that last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have all the, all the stars are in the Rams for the Rams. With all the things that they did, all the picks they gave up to build this team yeah. to win the Super Bowl. The yeah. purpose is obviously they, it is the opposite of the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they built this. I mean, they brought in Stafford his first year for that. You know, Stafford wanted to go in the team like that for these moments and to win, potentially to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, obviously you have all those characters, Donald and Von Miller, to try to win another one. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, Robert Woods won't play, but uh, he'll definitely be there. He deserves a ring too. Yeah. Um, like there's a lot, and then for the Bengals, obviously Joe Burrow is a very likable guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Joe Burrow. The, the 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 connection that he's had with Jamar Chase. Uh, they also have uh, the Bengals also have a young uh, head coach. So I think he's the youngest head coaches in Super Bowl playing each other in history mm-hmm. with Sean McVay and uh, Zach Taylor. Um, and, and who else in the – I mean, the Bengals are – I mean, T. Higgins and everything. So they all have good star quality, uh, both teams. And um, uh, your thoughts, Hodge, on this Super Bowl that the Rams need to take and we're hoping to take so we could finally give Eric Donald a ring. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, like you said, these are two really likable teams. Um, I, the Rams have a few haters in LA, like you know, yeah. a bunch of old Raider fans, and yeah, they, still they, don't, hurt. They, they don't they don't matter right now. They, yeah, yeah, they could go to Vegas. It's very <laughs> for, very affordable, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these there's no reason to hate any of these teams. Um, um, the Bengals have struggled um, throughout their um. um history to reach the Super Bowl. They've, they've made a few appearances, but come up short. Um, the Rams, starting from Cleveland, came to L.A. in the 40s, um, uh, um, moved to St. Louis in 95, now back here, and it's been a roller coaster for both. Um, it, it sucks for me because if the Rams weren't in the Super Bowl, i totally root for the Bengals to win. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah um, so the, I do believe – Overall, the Rams are the better team. I am. I do put a lot of things into perspective. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard too many people say this would be an easy win, but um, there's a few people out there saying that. So I'm just going to say right now, it is not going to be an easy win, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have come to play. They're in the Super Bowl for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I do just believe. Just the teams they beat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's, that should tell you enough right there. Um, Joe Burrow is really scrappy and 
Um, he, um, he, he's a winner. He does. He's not mm-hmm. your typical second-year quarterback. He says, "I'm here. And I'm gonna show you why I'm. I'm he's doing big this." Big Ben. He's a new that, Big Ben. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, I do feel like we're the overall better team. Mm-hmm. I do think the Bengals are going to really compete. Um, the Rams have had a hard time running the football the last two games. I think this will be a little more lenient this time around. Um, the Bengals defense is very underrated. Um, we obviously have the superstars. Um, expect Jalen Ramsey to move around. I'm expecting mm-hmm. Joe Burrow to be bold and throw Jalen Ramsey away a couple of times. Um, yeah. I don't know if that will result uh, positively for him. <laughs> yeah, well, his boy's going to be defending him. I mean, uh, going up against him, uh, Jamar yeah. Chase. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Um, yeah. uh, I do – the. The, the advantage that we definitely have, I'm pretty sure you heard it all week, is um, um, in the trenches. Um, the Rams' defensive line oh, definitely yeah. can uh, outduel the Bengals' offensive line. I'm curious to see what type of blocking schemes Cincinnati is going to come up with. But um, if they have to pass it all day, um, it may not be good for them. And the thing with Joe Burrow is, like, he's not your typical quarterback. Like, if he gets hit, like, multiple times like he's he acts like uh, uh daddy give me more like that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> little little extreme <laughs> yeah yeah um god you see even like the all-time greats like peyton manning and tom brady like you hit them a couple of times hit them five six times um they're they're done for the whole game it's, and mm-hmm. burrow is like come come give me some more so um so it's not necessary to rattle joe burrow it's to sack them to, to slow them down. But I just yeah. don't care how the Rams win. They just need this is need to come out on top. Um, so I look at this game. Um, I'm giving the Bengals all the respect that they've done, but it's really more so the Rams game to lose than the Bengals yeah. the game to and, win. And you're gonna be the if you're the Bengals, you're in a good spot. Nobody expects you like just do you, you know, like yeah. nobody expects you to win. You have you don't you don't have that much pressure compared to the Rams. Exactly. You know, obviously, right now, you, like, so you're the favorite. They're the favorites that have all these veteran players that want to win. The Bengals are still young, and they're going to be, they're going to be coming back. You know, yeah. Them, exactly. gonna, them, and the Chiefs are one of those teams that are just going to be young. They're young, and they're going to keep on going up there. Yeah. So I'll conclude with this, and I'll hand it over to you. Um, again, like I know the Rams are technically the visiting team, but this is still your home stadium. Oh yeah. You. This. This is like the story book moment where you you spill, spend millions of dollars to build this stadium just for you to be in the Super Bowl in your own stadium it almost feels destined that mm-hmm. you that that you need to be here you cannot let this team beat you in your hometown and then wow. come back next season having playing in SoFi Stadium ha- having that hungover mindset of dang I let a team beat us in our hometown in the Super Bowl so, yeah. so um, I'm going to, and I've said it before in, on the show, I'm only unbiased during the regular season. During the playoffs, I'm all in. So uh, if you won't hear like an unbiased opinion from me about who's going to win, I'm going to go all in on my team. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a good game. So, um, yeah, I'm going all in on the Rams. Yep. All right. Well, same here. You know, um, we got to go all in on the Rams. Like you said, we're, we're very – uh favorites and we have it's like we should we should do it you know we, we should be able to get this win you know yeah. and um 
And uh, but it's gonna it's not gonna be easy. Definitely not easy. None of these games have been easy. And and if we lose, uh, it's gonna be. I mean, we're just gonna not make those mistakes that we've that we've had. Matthew Stafford has to be better at that. Yes. Uh, and I'm also not not all the time it's him. Uh, but it's it, he still has to be a little bit smarter on that. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, yeah, he. That's what we. I mean, if we lose, it's gonna be because of that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, our defense is at this point superior right now um and uh so we we gotta we're gonna we gotta take this one for sure i mean we're we're set i mean other than higby um we're we're healthy cooper Mm -hmm. cup is a monster uh we odell beckham is balling Mm -hmm. uh what was his name uh who took over for higby playing Uh, pretty well too um kendall blatton yeah he's been playing pretty well too yeah uh so uh, and then we just need a little bit more running game for that time when we're trying to kill some clock. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we we should be able to handle this. Yeah. Uh, I, so we can't wait. It's gonna be a party. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I forgot to uh, mention um, about Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Browns definitely need to yeah. shut him down. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's really good out there. Yeah. Mm. So it's gonna be a good game. I mean, it's almost you could say it's almost evenly matched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay. uh, hopefully can you, we can take that swag down from Joe Barrow at least just for this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can you imagine though um, the Rams win? Like, oh man, how crazy LA is going to be? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going to that parade, right? <laughs> I'm gonna try to go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I mean, enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, have a good. It's gonna be a good game. Uh, and uh, enjoy the halftime show. <laughs> it looks like actually we have a good halftime show this time around. Yeah, I'm still shocked that they went that direction. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah oh, especially Eminem. here. <laughs> I was like, Eminem? <laughs> Dr. Dre? Snoop Dogg, too. And enjoy the, ha- the, of course, the commercials. Oh, yes. Can't wait to see the commercials. Mm-hmm. Zero Bowl has a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, for all types of fans. Um, and uh, I, you know what I, I caught myself watching the other day was Prince's halftime show. Man, that, oh, guy, yeah. that one was one of the most greatest of all time, I think. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And oh, really? that I, I used it. I, I used it to – I saw it in the morning to try to give myself some energy, like, oh, to pump me up. Instead, it almost made me want to cry of how good it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and then the fact that it rained that day, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If rain, and they poured when he was when, at the end when he was playing uh, Purple Rain. Yeah. Man, that guitar and everything, man, that, that was just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take another quick break. We'll talk about some basketball. We've got a little bit of baseball news, not too much, but uh, we'll be right back. All right. So uh, the NBA, let's talk about some standings real quick. Talk about the East, the Miami Heat staying at number one with the four-game winning streak. The mm. Cavs are at number two with the four-game mm. winning streak. The Cavs, the LeBron-less Cavs, on part number two. The, the resurgent um, Kevin Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three is the Bulls. Number four, the Bucks. Sixers at five. Well, they have a, they had a star player. We'll talk about a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raptors at the eight-game winning streak. They're up at number six. The Celtics at seven-game winning streak are at number seven. The Nets with a ten-game losing streak are at number eight. Mm. Man, and then mm. I don't know. I feel like it almost gets a little bit worse for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Hornets are ninth, and uh, what else we have here? The Pacers are number three with a five, 
uh, 13, I'm sorry, but a five-game losing streak, and the Pistons are all the way down with a seven-game losing streak. Over the West, with the Suns remaining at number one with a four-game winning streak, the Warriors four and a half games back behind the Suns, then a little two-game losing streak. The Grizzlies on a four-game winning streak. Uh, the Jazz, five-game winning streak. The Dallas Mavericks on the four-game winning streak. Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Clippers with a three-game losing streak. Number nine, we have the Lakers. Uh, there's Right now, they're not even in the playoff contention or I believe a uh, two-game losing streak. And we have also uh, the Thunder and the Rockets are a four-game losing streak each. Some games, uh, well, right now we're, we're shooting, we're recording actually pretty uh, early today, but um, some games that are going to happen today, we'll have uh, the Nuggets and the Raptors. It's going to be a good one. The Cavs and the Sixers should be a good one too. The Nets and the Heat. We also have the Lakers and the Warriors. Ooh. And the Clippers and the Mavericks. That one's going to be a good one. So, uh, but let's talk about some, or then, I'm sorry, some tomorrow, we have not too many games, the Hawks and the Celtics, Timberwolves and Pages, the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, yeah. Teams should know better than to play on Super Bowl Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't care how you is, you know better. <laughs> talk about some all-stars, some all-star teams are revealed, Team LeBron versus Team Durant. Team LeBron goes with a... Uh, Giannis, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron, of course, and Nikola Jokic are the starters. Reserves, we have Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Fleet. As far as Team Durant, we've got, of course, uh, Durant, Joel Embiid, Jay Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young. Reserves, we got LaMelo, Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Jamon Green. Uh, Hodge, what do you think about these teams? Who, who, do you have the, who do you think has the edge on this one? I am going to give the slight edge to Team LeBron. Yeah. Like barely. Yeah. yeah. I hope they play hard this year. Yeah. Oh, well, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to barely give it to uh, Team LeBron. I mean, you have Giannis and Steph Curry in the same team. Oh, man. Yeah. There you go. Look at Donkic. Yep. James Harden. Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Man. Yeah, th- think of how many fancy points that would be. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see about that one. Uh, and then we also had a whole bunch of trades happening. Uh, Haj, I think yeah. you want to take it away with some of these trades, some of the key trades. We won't talk about every trade, but uh, talk about yeah. some key trades. Yeah. I-, I try to pick out as much as possible. Uh, actually going to talk about more than what I wanted to, but Hey, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I, I know trades went on. If you, if you, if I didn't mention it, don't get butt hurt. Okay. Just relax. <laughs> Let it go. Like just, just DM me. I'll tell you my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first of all, we definitely need to talk about um, one of the blockbuster trades was um, James Harden um, going from the Knicks to the Sixers. Uh, so the package with James Harden, um, he, went along with Paul Millsap in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Draymond Green, a 2022 uh, unprotected first round pick and a 2027 uh, first round pick. Um, yeah. uh, it was about time the Sixers moved on for Ben Simmons. That situation was done. So they had to do something. Um, I like the package that the Nets received. Um, uh, for me, my personal opinion, um, uh, I I know James Harden was more active and he played way more games. I'm still going to give this trade to the Nets. Um, not for Ben Simmons per se, but like the packages that they got. I think 
this team really bolstered the Nets, and they're definitely going to need it at the spot that they're in. So that's that's definitely going to help them along the way. I feel like with James Harden, people are going to get excited at first, and things aren't going to go his way, and he's going to do what he usually does. So that's why right. I picked the Jets over the, the – I mean the Jets – the the Nets over. <laughs> I like how that rhyme too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, like you said, I mean, the uh, you know, we had uh, the Sixers got rid of that Ben Simmons problem. And when you look at uh, all the you know, the top like all these picks that you know the Nets picked up and they got Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and everything, and it looks pretty good too. And uh, as far as James Harden, I mean that one was I guess he did express that he wanted to leave the Nets too. He was disappointed yeah. in the Nets. Yeah, uh, the Sixers, but considering how good the Sixers have been without all, all that, you know, they didn't have they didn't have Ben Simmons for a while, and they were still playing pretty well. Joel Embiid is balling this year, um, and uh, to add that guy, I mean, I I I, just, I also like don't mind this from the Sixers either. Uh, the Sixers are showing that they want to win this time, uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they give up all those picks. Uh, they're all in on James Harden, and uh, so I don't mind it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so next trade we'll talk about um, the Dallas Mavericks trade away Kristaps Porzingis to the Washington Wizards. Um, so the Wizards, along with um, Porzingis, will receive a second round pick in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Um, not going to spend too much time on this one um, per se, but um, I, I thought I actually thought this was the right move. Um, um, him and Doncic did not work. To, I know people want to say otherwise, but that team did not click with um, Porzingis. Just did not click. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. Oh, it's a new NBA. Let me stop. I was about to go on a rant about why isn't your center uh, playing in the post getting rebounds, but that that's a whole other thing. It's new. But um, <laughs> um, I, I think um, he needed a fresh start, and um, the Wizards have a pretty decent team. Um, uh, he should be useful. As far as who I felt won this one, um, I'm going to like, I'm going to give it to the Wizards, but I still think the Mavericks got the better team, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, All right. What else we got? All right. So I wish Uncle Phil was here today so he could talk about <laughs> these next two because uh, it happened with the Clippers. Um, so, um, so um, the Clippers uh, have acquired Marvin Bagley the third. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, the, the Clippers trade away Marvin Bagley III to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Ronnie Hood and Simi Ojele. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, and the Clippers also, um, uh, they, they also um, uh, received Robert Covington and Norman Powell from the uh, Portland Trailblazers. And the, in exchange for that, the Trailblazers traded up. Uh, uh, the Trailblazers received Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow, and a 2025 20, second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I, well, I, I'm gonna go backward. I'm gonna go with the Trailblazers one. I, that that was a solid move by the Clippers. Um, both yeah. of the stars are hurt, and they need as much depth as possible. And I feel like Robert Covington and Norman Powell definitely gives you the depth that you need. It's crazy because I feel like if um, the, the if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are playing, in th- th- this team would be like much further up in the rankings uh, with the way that this was built, but, um, but they, they're doing what they got to do. Uh, so um, I do like the move. I, I do like the, um, um, that they traded away um, um, Bledsoe and Justice Winslow to uh, also help out the trailblazers because the um, Portland's definitely trying to 
rebuild around Damian Lillard. So it'll be a fresh start for them. Okay, so now okay. I'll go now I'll go backward to um the other trade where they made with the Pistons. Um yeah, this was a good move. Um I, I think I like the Trailblazers one a lot better, but a moving um a moving um Marvin Bagley getting Ronnie Hood and Samaje Ojale was definitely a, a better move. It, it definitely bolstered their roster. So I definitely like the Clippers in, in both of these trades. Uh, well, the Clippers also sent away Serge Ibaka to Milwaukee as oh, yeah. part of that as part of that trade. So I think it was a 14 trade, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, so Pistons received Marvin Bagley. Clippers received Ronnie Hood, Samuel Ojale, Milwaukee. Uh, received Serge Ibaka, 2022 round pick, second round pick from Detroit, uh, 2024 second round pick from Detroit also. Sacramento Kings received Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Jackson and Trey Lyles. Yep. Yeah, a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. yeah. So, what else we got, Versace? Uh, next one, I'm going to practically skip pretty much, but I'll – I'll show love because people are probably going to be mad at me anyway for not bringing up my <laughs> favorite player. Um, <laughs> Celtics sent in Dennis Schroeder to the Rock up to the Rockets. Um, the Rockets will the Rockets receive Dennis Schroeder, Bruno Fernando, and Ennis Freedom in exchange for Daniel Thesis. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to skip over this. One. I'm, I'm just going to be like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Dennis Schroeder, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, how about how about uh, uh Indians sending uh Domantas Sabonis to Sacramento Kings? Oh yes, it's, yeah. It's just a holiday, Jeremy Lamb. Oh yeah, that that was that one was a huge one for me. That that was I feel like that was a big blockbuster one before the James Harden trade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that one was a big move. Um, yeah, the Pacers receive um Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson. Um, so um, so I. It's literally like a team swap. Um, I feel like um, the Kings, who are probably the most quietest team in NBA, you know, need some need some sort of stardom. Um, Halliburton's obviously a star on the rise, and he needs a new fresh start. So it's right. a big swap to like try to bolster that roster um, to bolster uh, bolster both rosters up. You know, I think it's a fair trade, and um, Pacers get Buddy Hill and Tristan Thompson. You know, so yeah, I, I like I like the I like this deal for. This trade for both teams. Yeah, I have another one too that I want to bring up. Well, okay. New Orleans receiving CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. Yeah. Uh, Portland received, uh, they received quite a package. Nikhil Alexander Walker, mm-hmm. Josh Hart, DD Luzadas, Thomas uh, Taronki, 2022 first round pick, uh, 2026 second round pick, and 2027 second round pick. So Portland's pretty much already throwing the towel. Um, yeah, and uh, but I got a feel for my guy Dame, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I, I let, actually, I'll express my opinion a little bit. Let me let me include this one because this this trade happened as well, so I'm gonna include both of them. Um, then then I'll talk about it. Um, so um, this ended up being a a four t- a three team trade because actually fourteen because the Trailblazers continued their moves and ended up receiving Elijah Hughes and Joe Ingles. Mm-hmm. From the from the Jazz, the Spurs end up getting Tomas Stansky and a 2027 second round pick, and the Jazz um, received Nikhil Alexander Walker and Juan Herman Gomez. So, so I actually read something where um, um, Nikhil said um, he he was in shootarounds where he heard about the trade. He flew out to Detroit. I mean Detroit. He flew out to um, Portland that day. Um, then um, uh, once he landed, 
they, he already got traded again. <laughs> so he went oh, back man. on the play and went to Utah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, talk about an aggravating day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, this really shape up the whole NBA. Yeah. Uh, see how that's going to do, especially for the big teams like the Sixers who are trying to make a play in and go all out. The Nets, as we talk about that, the Clippers made a lot of moves. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how, who's going to come up on top at the end <laughs> with all that. Yeah. Yeah. See if these guys are going to click and everything. Because that's all really – I mean, you could put so many good players in one team and it still doesn't mean that it's going to work out because, yeah. you know, they're people, they're players, and then they don't always get along or they all have their own their own identities. Okay. I mean, we. I mean, you know, I got to do this, but, you know, just look at the, at the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, with all the team, I mean, the talent that they have and for them to not be able to – Play well. I mean, <laughs> Lakers, yeah. by the way, they didn't do anything this at this trade deadline. They wanted mm-hmm. to get rid of Westbrook, but nobody wanted to take that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw the rumor that um that the Rockers actually wait, I, someone denied a trade from Westbrook in exchange for John Wall. Mm. So, wow. I, somebody okay. I don't know if the Lakers denied it or or Rock, somebody denied it. But um right. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, this is um Another crazy – the trade deadlines are always crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, uh, enjoy the NBA. I mean, not you can't do too much this weekend with the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. But I do want to bring up some baseball news. Because okay. uh, we, we still – again, we're still in the lockout, and, and the, 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 the Players Association and, and Major League Baseball are trying to come up with something. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred, they have a press conference earlier this week. The Major League Baseball players to make a new proposal to the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association on Saturday. As Commissioner Rob Manfred remains optimistic, a deal can be get done soon enough to open the season on time. He says, "I am not I am op- an optimist." Manfred said during a news conference at the conclusion of the owners' meeting on Thursday. "I believe we will have an agreement in time to play our regular schedule. We're doing everything we can to get the deal done for our fans. We always want breakthrough away from making an agreement. That's the art of this process. Somebody makes a move, and that's why we'll make an additional moves on Saturday that creates flexibility on the other side and what seemed like a a big gap on the topic or the topic isn't such a big gap anymore so it looks like he's they're sending a plan to the to the players association and uh it's up to them too to see if we can get this done and we get some baseball man yeah for it to happen on time we need that yeah spring is around the corner yeah and summer we need baseball in the summer and everything so yeah hopefully we get it done mm-hmm. Dodgers need to win another world series yeah. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, that'll be it for us today on Sports Next. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy UFC 271. Yep. And we'll be back pretty soon, I guess. Monday and Tuesday will be our original <laughs> recording days. Maybe. Seeing as that'll be it uh, as far as the football season. So now we could we could really get more flexible as far as recording. Yeah. Uh, uh, that'll be it. And uh, have a good week.